Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Wonderful to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're thankful to have this opportunity to reach out over the airwaves of radio and be able to teach God's Word on such a widespread, broad-based basis. You know, when we think about radio, this is not only just broadcasting in the Omaha area, but it's also by means of the internet, it is being spread all over the world, basically, to anyone who tunes in to this radio station over the internet. We're thankful. You know, the technology that God has blessed us with during this generation is just amazing. You think about when Jesus sent the apostles and the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, to Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, Matthew 28 and verse 19. They had to go by foot or maybe by donkey or camel, uh, maybe in some cases horse. They had to go by boat, but the boats they would go by would be a whole lot different than their our modern-day uh, machinery-driven uh, ships. They, there were no trains, there were no automobiles, there was no internet, there, was no, there were no TV stations or radio stations or anything like that. In fact, even the printed page was nothing like what we experience today with mass production of documents and a short basis, copy machines, printing press. Oh, it, it's just amazing. Digital printing, it's, it's you know, there, there, we are so far removed from that. We are so blessed to be able to reach out over the mediums that God has provided us with through technology. And yes, those are good things when they're used properly and because everything that is good and everything that is perfect comes from God, James 1.17, to be able to broadcast God's word over the radio waves and television stations and the internet, that's a blessing from God, all of that. So we're thankful to be able to reach out to you and that you are able to tune in to this program, Search the Scriptures, and we pray that you're doing so on a regular basis. We know that many of you listen every single day. We're so thankful for you, but we're thankful for everybody who tunes in whenever you can, including those very new listeners. If you're listening for the first time, our prayer is that you will quickly come to recognize that we do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We search the scriptures. We dig deep. We get into God's word. We try to explain the details and the depth of God's message that is communicated to us through the scriptures in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday life. We want to help you get to heaven. Our goal is to help you come to a point where your faith in God is growing as you get into his word more and more, because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as your faith grows, then you come closer to God. Your belief in him, your dependence upon him becomes stronger and stronger. And ultimately, we hope that we, we pray and we hope that you'll make your decision to come to him all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, his son, your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him as God's son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. You will be reborn spiritually, John 3, verses 3 through 5. You will be made 
a new creation from a spiritual perspective, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you, and we do pray for you. We want to encourage you also to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the homepage, click on the podcast button, and that is free. It always will be free, and you can automatically then restart receiving on your smart device, whether that's your smartphone or your computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever you might choose, you'll receive these daily radio programs every every day, Monday through Friday, automatically. But you'll also receive a daily short Bible study called Today's Bible Class, only about 13 minutes long each day, but it gets us into God's Word every day, studying His Word in particular and, and, and specific uh, matters and, and subjects that, that will pertain to your spiritual life, to your soul. Also, you will receive all of our Bible classes, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and all of our sermons. And at our website, you can download and study through hundreds of, of sermons that are archived and also hundreds of scripturally-based and spiritually-focused articles. Now, again, all of it is free. What a tremendous resource for your Bible study and your spiritual growth. We hope you'll take, care, take advantage of it. Churchofchrist.com. At the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us, and if you'd like to receive a free Bible study through the postal mail, all you have to do is contact us and ask for it. It is free, and it always will be free. So have a pencil or paper and a piece of uh, pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready to jot down that information in just a little bit. We want to begin a new line of thought and study today. And I want to talk about something that is very elusive to a whole lot of us. And even those of us who may be able to exercise this particular quality on a, an easier and more ready basis, we still have to work on it. We still struggle with it from time to time, and that's patience. I, as I was preparing a series of studies just recently on patience, I was struck by how many scripture references just in the New Testament alone refer to patience directly. Amazing. And you, you think about it, and there are two basic Greek words, and of course the New Testament is written, was written originally in Greek. We have it translated, thankfully, into English for us to be able to study more readily and easily. But the word patience is primarily translated from two Greek words. And one of those is usually translated long-suffering. Now that particular word is found 11 times in the New Testament. The other Greek word occurs 48 times. Amazing, isn't it? 33 times translated patience, nine times as patient, and six times as patiently. Now, when you put all of these together, you find that the word patience is is translated directly either as patience, patient, or patiently, or long-suffering from these two Greek words, 59 times just in the New Testament. Amazing. I was so struck by that that I thought, 
well, this could really be a good lesson to bring forth on a more widespread basis. But, you know, in addition to those 59 times that it is directly translated by one of those words, there are many other texts of Scripture in the New Testament that teach the principle of patience without directly using any of those specific words. You know, the story goes that one Sunday, after worship, two ladies came out of the building and one said to the other one, boy, that was a great sermon on patience. The other one responded, yeah, but he went five minutes too long. (laughs) Well, I think the one lady got the lesson, the other one, some of that kind of flew over her head. Five minutes too long. She wasn't very patient, was she? Not very patient. We might think of the old story about one lady, she prayed to God and she was struggling with some issue in her life and she needed to exercise patience and oh, she was struggling with that. And so she prayed to God, God, please give me patience right now. (laughs) Right now. Well, that's not very patient, is it? Patience is a quality of life, a quality of character that all of us need to develop and exhibit and employ effectively and continually. So many people struggle with patience to a degree that we might say they are impatient. They really don't exhibit patience much at all. And you've seen some of those people. Maybe you, in fact, are that kind of a person. Something happens that tests your patience, and your patience is gone right off the bat, immediately. You know, you start to lash out at something, or you lose your patience, and you get angry, you get frustrated. Maybe you start cussing or cursing. Maybe you start challenging somebody verbally, or maybe even physically, by way of an altercation, just because you don't have the patience to deal with that particular situation at that moment in time. Think about the young child. Maybe he's a young toddler, two or three years old. And so there is some toy that has been given to him, maybe a puzzle, but something where he has to exercise some, well, some dexterity perhaps physically, some thought process to figure out how to do this, how to make this work, how to make it happen, how to play the game or whatever it might be. And so you watch him from afar as a parent, and you see him, well, he tries to pick up some piece and put it in the right place, or he tries to maybe flip a switch or work, make something work, whatever it is, a toy, whatever it is, well, whatever he's doing, it's, it's not working. And so he tries again, and it's still not working. And he tries a third time, still not having success. He may try one more time or two more times, and then... It never happens the way he's wanting it to happen. And so he throws up his hands. Maybe he throws whatever it is, the toy, the puzzle, whatever it is in the floor. Maybe he starts crying, gets up and and walks away, tears in his eyes. Well, we try to take him into our arms or maybe just sit down with him as a parent. We say, Johnny, Susie, be patient, be patient. It takes time. Let me show you how it works. Well, 
Unfortunately, so many of us as adults, we're like little Johnny or Susie. If something doesn't happen right away, we are frustrated. We give up. We walk away. It's interesting. I used to be pretty, pretty much of a fisherman many, many years back. I lived in an area where I could easily go and access ponds and lakes and, and rivers, and, and I'd, I'd, I'd fish a lot. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed eating the fish, by the way, after I caught them. But then I moved to other areas where fishing was not as accessible. And so I really, and then I got very busy as well. And I, I just kind of got away from that particular practice. But one thing I've tried to get across to people is if you're going to try to be a fisherman, either a fisherman or a fisher person, you're going to have to have patience. We want things right now, and that is exactly opposite of what has to be exhibited if you're going to be a fisherman. If you're going to fish, you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to go to the bank or on your boat. You're going to have to look for the place where the fish are biting. You're going to have to change maybe different lures or baits. It's going to take some time, but if you'll be patient, you'll be rewarded with the catch. But a lot of people, they don't have that kind of patience. I, I think I heard one fellow recently talk about how he had gone fishing twice. It was the first and the last time. <laughs> you understand. He, I, I don't think he had the patience. He did not want to go through all of that. Sometimes going fishing, you'll be there and you may spend hours there, never catch a single fish. But Again, it's an exercise in development and patience. The next time you go, you might be overwhelmed with your catch and incre incredibly gratified. Well, again, we could think about that in other areas of our life. What about the student who goes to high school and he listens to the lecture and maybe he takes some notes, maybe he starts to read the text but he gets tired of reading the text. He gets tired of all the material, all the information. And so he closes up the book, but then comes exam time. He fails the exam, or maybe he gets a D. Now he's frustrated over that. Why? He did not put the time in. He did not exercise the patience. What about in a relationship? And this is so important within the marital relationship, but also in, in all relationships. If you're not going to exercise patience with that person or those persons with whom you are trying to develop that relationship, or maybe you're already in that relationship, then you're probably going to fail in your part of that relationship. And a whole lot of marriages, and it's sad. In fact, it's tragic as to how many relationships, marriage relationships, crumble, fall apart, fail because one or the other or both of the spouses are not sufficiently patient with each other in that relationship. Patience. Patience is key. We need to learn patience. Now, what about as it applies to our spiritual lives? As it applies to our Christianity, to our believing in and walking with God, and also our dedication to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Where does patience 
come into that particular perspective. What role does patience have to play? Well, Jesus put it very succinctly in Luke chapter 21 in verse 19. He said, by your patience, possess your souls. By your patience, possess your souls. Huh. You see, Christianity, the Christian life, the life of faithfulness to God and Christ, that's not a sprint. That's a marathon. Notice the word life again. We're not talking about a a casual walk down the street one day for a block or two, and then we stop, go back home. Now we're talking about a daily, day in, day out, all day long walk with Jesus. It's, it's a lifestyle of continual patience. And what does that patience exhibit? Dedication, commitment, perseverance. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, Jesus said this, but the, and he's explaining, he's explaining the meaning behind, the lesson behind the parable of the sower. And so he's talking about the seed that fell on different kinds of ground. Now, if you read through the, the, the parable itself, he talks about how the sower, we would liken that to a farmer today, how he cast seed in, as he went through the field. Some of the seed, it's, it, the text says, fell on the wayside. Now, that was a hard, a, a hard-packed foot pathway between fields. And so the sowers, the farmers, they would go back and forth on that footpath and they just pack it down. Well, the seed that fell on the footpath or the wayside, that would just stay on the top of the soil and it would be easy pickings for the birds who saw the seed come down and they'd eat it up. Then he said, some fell among thorns and thistles, some fell among rocky ground, and then some fell in the good ground where the sower really wanted it to fall. And Jesus says this about that particular seed. The ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now, the seed that is sown on the good ground in the soil that the sower or the farmer in our day and age tills and prepares for the, for the sowing of the seed, the crop, well, that's going to produce the, 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 the crop whatever seed that he sowed, that's going to come up in that good fertile soil that he has prepared, that he has tilled perhaps and fertilized. That's going to come up. The seed in the other areas that are brought out in that particular parable, they're not really going to produce lastingly and fruitfully. But that's that, that good ground. That's where the, the sower, that's where the farmer in today, today's time, wants to sow that seed. And so the farmer then has to exhibit patience, though, doesn't he? Because once he sows that crop in that field, whether it's corn or wheat or soybeans or, or whatever it might be, that's just the beginning point. Now he's going to have to step back and wait for the temperatures to be right the sun to be shining, 
the rain to fall in sufficient quantities to, to water that soil and, and nurture those seeds and then that crop that begins to grow. In fact, it's going to be a while before he even sees one green sprout popping up above the surface of that soil in which he has planted that crop. And then he's going to have to wait for months after that before the crop comes to maturity. And ultimately, he's sown the seed in the springtime. Sometime in the fall, he's going to be able to harvest that crop, whatever it was that he planted. But that takes patience, patience. Well, Jesus is not really giving us a lesson in agriculture here as far as the, pa- the, the parable of the sower is concerned. He's simply using that as an illustration to which we can relate we can relate. We can understand the principle. What he's really talking about is the seed of God's word, the seed of God's word. And it is described as exactly as that. Verse 11. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. When we send our children to school and the, and the teachers start to teach them the principles of the academics, which they are Trying, which they're there to learn. We might say reading, writing, mathematics, but also history, and we could go on from there. Well, the teacher is planting the seeds of those particular disciplines, those particular areas of knowledge in the minds of our children, and that seed will take root and the children will learn, and over the rest of their schooling, and then beyond that throughout life, their knowledge will continue to increase. It will flourish, but it will begin with some of those early seeds. And we could really go back to when that child is first born and he learns about hunger and he learns about discomfort when his diaper is wet and and on and on and then parents start teaching them, you know, to walk and to crawl and, you know, different different facets of life, all of those see, all of the, that knowledge, all of that teaching, that those are like seeds that germinate within the minds of those children. And as they get older and older, it becomes more and more productive. But now the child who does not exhibit patience has difficulty in learning as much as he could and might want to learn. Learning is, a pati- is, a pro- is an exercise in patience. What Jesus is saying here, when somebody is taught the word of God, he needs to let that germinate, that seed, which is the word of God, germinate in his heart and in his mind and produce what God intended it to produce within the life of that individual. And that's faithfulness. And also the faithfulness that leads to obedience to God. So there's the principle of patience. We don't learn it all, all at once. We take it in. It germinates. It grows within us. And that becomes faith. And the faith we need to put into practice as faithfulness. And that includes dedicated obedience on an ongoing basis. We'll stop here. Come back and study some more next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for giving us your word to guide us. And Father, thank you for instilling with us the ability to be patient. Help us, Father, and guide us to develop patience so that all of its productivity 
we can ultimately enjoy. Praise be to you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.